Welcome to Agriculture In-Depth, presented by Kimball Livestock Exchange and by Sioux Nation in Fort Pier. I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra. My guest is Troy Heinert. He's a former state senator in South Dakota and currently leads the Intertribal Buffalo Council as its executive director. We'll hear from him after this. Cattlemen, when you're looking to buy and sell cattle, look no further than Kimball Livestock Exchange in Kimball, South Dakota. At Kimball Livestock Exchange, you'll find cattlemen working for cattlemen with a sale every Tuesday. If you can't make it to the barn, and you can watch the sale live on Cattle USA. Visit KimballLivestockExchange.com to view upcoming sale information. For more sale information or to consign, call the barn at 605-778-6211, Chad at 605-870-0697, or Wade at 605-730-1801. I asked Heinert about who the Intertribal Buffalo Council is made up of and the work that they do. So the Intertribal Buffalo Council was created uh, 31 years ago uh, by a small number of tribes that decided that there needed to be a voice for you know buffalo restoration across the country. Uh, we're governed by a, a board of directors uh, located from all over uh, all over the country. Uh, we have 83 tribes in 21 states, so we go from New York to Alaska and North Dakota to New Mexico. And collectively, those tribes manage over 25,000 buffalo, about a tenth of uh, uh, the population of buffalo in North America. What are the current uh, main topics of conversation for the Buffalo Council and your membership? So, you know, the, the number one thing is we're trying to restore buffalo to, to reconnect both culturally and spiritually with that animal that was dec- you know, nearly decimated in an effort to control us as indigenous people. Uh, and now it's, it's kind of neat that indigenous people are, are really leading the effort to bring buffalo back. Um, you know, our, our biggest issues is how do we reintroduce buffalo, you know, back into our diets? How do we help, uh, how do we use buffalo to help heal our landscapes and, and put more land into to buffalo habitat? Do you think part of the standoffishness of people with buffalo is just, they just don't know how to cook it, how to make it or what to do with it? Yeah, I, I think it's a, you know, buffalo is, it cooks differently. It's a completely different animal than, than beef. Um, so, you know, it's a lot more lean. Um, so you have to cook, you know, prepare it differently. Uh, but, you know, most of the cuts are the same, though the roasts are a lot bigger. Policy-wise, do you work with various states and legislatures when they've got, you know, anything that may be pertinent or federally? Are you involved in in any of that as well? Most of our policy work is done at the federal level. Um, So we are funded, you know, through the Bureau of Indian Affairs, Department of Interior. Uh, We run run numerous programs uh, for the Department of Interior when it uh, comes to buffalo restoration. So, you know, a lot of that policy work is is at the federal level. Then, of course, we, but we still, you know, we run a surplus program, so we take the surplus buffalo from federal herds and redistribute those to tribes. Last year, we moved over 2,200 buffalo in about two and a half months, uh, redistribute those to tribes. And then we, uh, when that happens, obviously, we have to follow, you know, state import requirements and make sure all of our paperwork is is correct and, you know, the, whatever tests are needed to enter that state are, are completed. So, for instance, with the herd at Yellowstone, is that one of them that you had worked with? So Yellowstone is its own beast, both literally and figuratively. Um, but we are a member, uh, ITBC is a member of the IBMP, which is the Interagency Buffalo Management Plan, uh, which is the governing uh, kind of council of, over Yellowstone buffalo. Uh, you know, we advocate for removal of live buffalo from Yellowstone. 
Um, right now, there is a quarantine process that lasts almost three years. Uh, to get a, it takes about three years to get a live buffalo out of Yellowstone. Um, but you know, we we work hard at it, and and those animals are highly sought after by our tribes um, because you know the the unique genetic makeup of of Yellowstone buffalo. Those are as close to the buffalo that provided for our ancestors is, that exists. So genetically they're very pure is that the right word yeah i would say you know for the most part uh most federal parks now have have a very very high percentage of, of pure buffalo. Uh, Yellowstone is the last of the of the true wild buffalo. Buffalo are they traditionally raised pastures and, and grazing, not a feedlot type situation? So you know what, it's all about the management of buffalo. You know, there's there's the commercial side of buffalo that you know there's private producers. Some of them um, you know manage them on grass and and then you know some manage them other ways. For tribes, uh, it's it's very important, you know, no matter what tribe you're at, uh, they view that animal as, as a relative and they try to treat it, you know, the way it in its natural habitat. Um, you know, if you if you just go back, you know, in history, buffalo, you know, roamed from Mexico to Canada. So, you know, the whole continent really was was buffalo habitat at one time. Um, they are very different than cattle in the way they graze, uh, some of the enzymes that they create while they're grazing. Uh, their hooves are, are marked different uh, to plant the seeds deeper. Uh, you know, they're, they're truly a keystone species in, in, for, for all, you know, animals and insects and wildlife. Um, and that, so that's why you see tribes manage them more as wildlife uh, instead of a commodity. Circling back to, you mentioned um, the herd, the bison herd at Yellowstone um, being very genetically unique. What has happened in outside? Is, was there some beef cattle breeding that may have diluted things? So, you know, at, at the near decimation of the buffalo, there, uh, there were a few people that, that recognized what was happening. So they, you know, found little pockets of them and, and hid them. Um, and then as they started to rebuild, and, and what's unique about buffalo is their genetic diversity, even though they are, are full buffalo, they, they have a lot of genetic diversity between themselves, um, So which to, to our benefit. Um, and what happened at, at one point, you know, there was a... a sh- a push to uh, to integrate cattle genetics into to buffalo because they you know they they're born smaller they grow faster grow bigger um, it wasn't very successful um, so I I think you know we're now we're seeing people you know take that the other way and and get it back to a, a more per, pure buffalo strain. When we're talking about uh, bison or, or buffalo, we may see immediately go to, I can think of some dog chew toys being buffalo things. Uh, just talk a little bit about the work being done to distinguish the bison from water buffalo and, and other things. So right now in Congress, it was just introduced is a Truth in Buffalo Labeling Act. Uh, and what it what it would say is if you're going to market something as buffalo, uh, then it needs to be, you know, a, a bison. Uh, you know, just like you know, we're a global economy, so you know they were they were able to bring in water buffalo, and people thought they were purchasing you know North American bison. Uh, 
you know, when when actually they, they weren't. So, you know, we're excited and we support the NBA and in, in their efforts uh, and we're, we're, you know, party to that too. We would like to see th- that be passed. Uh, we also are advocating for, you know, a truth in tribal labeling too. If, if you are, are saying you're a Native American product, food product, uh, there needs to be some regulation on that as well. Uh, so, and I know the NBA uh, is, is supportive of our efforts on that side too. So we, we work very closely with the NBA, um, you know, because it, though though we are growing the, the Buffalo industry, um, you know, we still are fairly small uh, compared to, you know, other ag industries in the country. Safety in your cattle operation is imperative to not only you, but your cattle as well. From front to back, from tube to shoot, AeroQuip cattle shoots go through extensive testing to ensure reliability and safety. With an extremely user-friendly design, you're in for a smooth operation every time. AeroQuip cattle shoots are the safe equipment you can trust every step of the way. That's one benefit, but not all. For more information, see Sioux Nation in Fort Pierce, South Dakota. As far as terminology, bison, buffalo, are they both accurate? Are we talking about technically two different animals? And is one of those terms more preferred over the other? To us, as indigenous people, we try to refer to them uh, through their indigenous names. So wherever we're we're at, uh, we try to use what what that culture or what that uh, you know language said for the for that animal. Um, for us, we we use buffalo uh, pretty interchangeably. Um, and when we say buffalo, we mean the North American bison. We constructed a cultural harvest trailer, so it's kind of the first one of its kind in this country or, or in this area. What it's going to allow us to do is harvest an animal out in the field and, and uh, hang him up, you know, get him gutted skin, hang him up, uh, half him or quarter him, whatever we need, uh, get him inside the trailer, get him cooled down, and then our goal is to, to go to the tribe or go to the community and invite them in to help, help them relearn you know that process of breaking that animal down and then distribute that meat uh, to to the community or to the tribal membership. So we're really excited about that. Uh, and that's in partnership with the USDA Office of Tribal Relations. They've been really good partners. Uh, we're we're contracted to do that uh, in five different spots uh, this year alone, and we think that this is. Uh, you know, this program is going to be very popular and, and we'll be seeing more of it in uh, 2024. If someone is curious uh, about the um, Intertribal Buffalo Council, uh, wants to learn more about, you know, bison and, and its history in general, what's a good way to find some details? Sure. So you can uh, look us up on Facebook or uh, any social media, actually, in our uh, website. Uh, though it, it is uh, getting rebuilt uh, because we have lots of things going on and uh, we want the website to reflect all of the, the things that we have. Uh, but that's intertribalbuffalonation.org. Or you can call our, our office in Rapid City. Uh, and I can tell you, you know, your listeners here in Pier, uh, you'll be able to find us uh, soon because we're going to be relocating to Pier. With Agriculture In-Depth brought to you by Sioux Nation and Fort Pier and by Kimball Livestock Exchange, I'm DRG Media Group. Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra.